Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. Thanks for joining me today. I want to increase your financial IQ with today's episode. I have a guest with me, Bob Kane. He is from the Villages area in Florida, near where Elliott Wealth Management's Florida office is. And he is coach leader of a dragon boat team, the Leatherneck Warriors. There's a women's team, a men's team, a mixed team. Uh, Elliot Wealth sponsors his team and the practice has a long-standing relationship with the Dragon Boat community. Many of you that know me know that I acquired a practice from a retiring advisor several years ago. His name is Dean Nicholson and he was an avid Dragon Boater and sponsored a number of teams, built up a nice clientele in the dragon boat community, especially because he is one of theirs. And the tradition of Elliot Wealth supporting the community continues to this day. So Bob, hopefully that was a good introduction. Thanks for joining me today. Sure. It's a pleasure. Yes. So you are an accomplished coach for the dragon boat community there in North Central Florida. Can you talk a little bit about how you entered the sport as well as uh, the current role you hold with the Dragon Boat teams? Well, first of all, Dean is a, very, is a good friend of mine. We're, we're both Marines. Uh, we started with the Leathernecks, Leatherneck team here in the villages about 13 years ago or so. We, uh, we were kind of uh, new to the sport. And at that time, uh, the sport was not really flourishing at a high level uh, in the village area, but we changed all of that. Uh, we had uh, a, a good bunch of people who were really focused and uh, they came from all walks of life, but most of us were Marines. And we kind of uh, got started by the seat of our pants. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we started racing and uh, we had our ups and downs, but once we got focused, uh, that was, it was a whole new ball game. We won the national championship in uh, 2010 in Chattanooga. Uh, it's the first and only national championship that was won by the Grandmasters Dragon Boat team here in the villages. There was never one before and there hasn't been one since. So we really put our mark uh, on the sport. The sport, to get, give people an idea about the sport, the sport has individual clubs uh, in the United States, it's set up in regions. We are the Southeast region, SRDBA. That's our local administrative unit. And then uh, we compete for the national championships, which is in two months here in Sarasota. And then we have the uh, world championships, which the team championships. And then every other year we have what is similar to the Olympics. So each country has, a, has teams in various sections, under 23, the A division, the B division, the C division. And uh, we wear USA on our chest. That's pretty cool. And, uh, we, and we, uh, we go all over the world. The Leathernecks, we broke ground here. Uh, we're very proud of what we accomplished when we first started. We traveled to Hong Kong, competed in the world team championships in Hong Kong. 
later on, we uh, the next uh, team championships was uh, in Ravenna, Italy, and uh, I was chosen by the Grand Masters Dragon Ball Club here in the villages to uh, take on the coaching uh, mantle of the uh, team that was made up of a coalition of the uh, Silver Dragons and augmented by many of the Leatherneck Warriors. And we traveled to Ravenna, Italy. And that was my first international coaching uh, operation. Bob, when did you um, personally, when did you take up Dragon Boat? Was it in that 2010 time frame, or were you participating in the sport prior to that? No, we, we, I started, uh, I think about uh, 13 years ago. Okay. And what has the sport taught you? I find uh, at all ages, uh, I have a 16 year old in high school who plays athletics, uh, you know, teaches you a lot about life. I find it um, interesting for retirees who take up a new sport, like a lot of dragon boaters do in probably all over the country. I just know a lot of leathernecks are first time dragon boaters who are looking for something new. Can you tell us a little bit about what, um, what you've learned from the sport, especially having taken it up at, uh, I won't say an older age, but a uh, less than young age? Well, my, my focus uh, once we started was to uh, perform at a very high level. Uh, and that was kind of motivated by the Marines that started the team. So once we started uh, in, uh, we were in a C division, 60 and over, okay? So to put it in perspective, uh, I was 70 when I started. Impressive. So uh, uh, right now, we since 2016, I developed the Sparta 70 team, which is 70 and over. Uh, and we've been fighting to get a spot in what we call the D division, 70 and over, which has okay. not been established. So you might say, well, uh, when we have the worlds here in uh, Sarasota, I requested that the Sparta 70 perform a demonstration run to show people about the D division. Okay. Athletes 70 and over. So that was not approved. So uh, uh, we uh, took a back seat for that. And uh, they're reluctant. They were reluctant to recognize older athletes in the, in the sport. I see. Uh, uh, and because older athletes, when, remember that when we started, the C division was like the D, the D division now. The I C see. division was, that was the oldest 60 and over. And, uh, and uh, many of us uh, were... Uh, at the top, uh, top of that bracket. So uh, my focus now is a spot of 70. And uh, you know, when I say in the villages, uh, and especially in the village, if we focus on the villages, well, we have about 140, 150,000 people here now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's incredible. a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So we have a, a, a myriad of different sports that we compete on the national level. Uh, softball, swimming, uh, just a, a, a volleyball. So you can pick and choose uh, what you'd like to do in the villages. With dragon boating, it's unique. The majority of people, I think, uh, focus on individual sports, golf, pickleball, right. softball. But with dragon boating, it's really unique. 
it's 20 paddlers, a steers person and a drummer. 22 people on a, a war canoe that's 42 feet long. Yeah. So everybody has to operate in concert. And we mix men and women. And when you say these athletes are 70 and over, our, our, our Sparta 70 team ranges from 70 to 83. That's and so we just, we just ran our uh, first uh, uh, race. It was like a, a soft opening, if you, if you will, uh, in Sarasota this past weekend. And we ran 200 sprints, a 500, and then a 2,000. Uh, it was really, uh, it was unbelievable. But uh, our, our next focus that we will make our, our, our entry into the actual D division will be in... Uh, October 1st, uh, and that will be the SRDBA uh, championships. And uh, there we'll race uh, in an actual D division. So we're the only uh, over 70 Jagobo team uh, in the United States as I know it. Uh, there could be more, but and I sure hope there are. We'd like <laughs> to compete against somebody in, uh, in uh, October. And the credit goes to uh, Great White North. That's a uh, a vendor that runs these races that brings the boats and they, they that's the business side of dragon boating and uh, they were the ones to that actually uh, bit the bullet and uh, allowed us to uh, race in our own division so bob as i said at the top of the show been at the periphery involved in the dragon boat community sponsoring um your team and others along the way and uh, we already talked about as many people that join a team, begin dragon boating for the first time. Uh, they might have recently retired, perhaps relocated to uh, the village's area not too long ago. Can you talk like sort of like a recruiting kind of thing? You're physically active. I suspect you've been that way for a long time, but not everybody that joins the team necessarily has a great history of activity. But what kind of impact does an active lifestyle like dragon boating how does that impact the quality of life somebody would have in retirement? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's um, I think it's really a crucial piece of retirement success. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. My whole philosophy in coaching and the way I was brought up and the coaches I've had uh, in the past and the people that I've been around, both on the workplace and in school, uh, is positive mental attitude. A positive mental attitude is what carries you through life. So especially in a position that we are uh, in now that so many of us are 60 or 55 and over in, in this sure. area, we, as we get older, we, we have some baggage, uh, which goes with life. <laughs> so uh, I, what I say is that everybody has a backpack. So when I recruit for uh, dragon boating, I say, look, here's your backpack. You put all your problems and everything in that backpack and you come down to practice three days a week, you leave it in a car. And for the one hour and a half that you're on that water, that's where your safe place is. So if you are recovering from cancer, from uh, if you're a caregiver, uh, no matter what it is, if your children are in a position that you want to help them or you're not up there to be around them and assist them all the time, that hour and a half is your safe place. 
that gets you so that you can get back on track. My whole life, I used, I told my kids or my teams, uh, you draw a line down the center of the page. You might go way left at, at uh, sometimes, you might go uh, right at sometimes, but you always get back to your median, get back to the center, and then then you make decisions. So I. Uh, I, we have no problem recruiting for uh, the Leatherneck Warriors or Sparta. Uh, we just went to uh, a women's expo in the Brownwood Hotel. Uh, yeah. and, uh, well, I had uh, some of the, uh, the ladies there uh, recruiting and uh, we had 43 people sign up. That's amazing. Now, I know it's growing in popularity. I think it's awesome. And as I said, I think active lifestyle, it doesn't need to be dragon boating. But you, uh, you know, as a financial planner, Bob, you know, seeing things from a different vantage point in terms of planning money and when to stop working and where you're going to generate income from and all of that stuff, it's incredibly important. It retires, though, even if they're financially well off and they have a great plan, it's only part of the overall puzzle to living a fulfilling healthy, peaceful lifestyle. And part of it is, is what are you going to do with your time? You can't just retire and sit around in your bar Barker lounger watching reruns of some television show. Um, you're not going to have, in my opinion, and from what I've observed working with lots and lots of people over my 30 year career, is you're not gonna have the quality of life. So an outlet where you could be part of a team, um, physically challenge yourself, um, get the mental stress release of physical activity. I mean, there's just so many benefits that add to uh, a fulfilling retirement. Um, it's really wonderful. And I've seen it firsthand as I've worked with many dragon boaters over the last bunch of years. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and you know, when, uh, uh, you, you know, we're, we're all right around the, the same age bracket. Yes. So uh, when we get together, even though we come from all walks of life, all walks of life, we have that center line on the page that I spoke about. And we all get back to that, how we grew up. When we grew up, I was in a, a, a I was fortunate to be in a family uh, I, that uh, I, I went to parochial schools. Uh, and at, at, when I was in elementary school, I had a, a savings book. We had a mm -hmm. savings book and we, we put change into that savings book we put change into an account and the and the bank uh, the savings bank in the areas they they supported that right you know so right away you you're handling money you're saving it even if it's pennies or dollars or you see it grow so so that gives you a a a, a kind of a, a early idea to to know what a dollar is worth when we were growing up, I think it was like 14 to 16, we went to the Board of Health and got working papers. So we went to work while we were still in school. And uh, most of the people that I know, men and women, my wife, uh, we, we went to work. And, yeah. uh, and it was a common thing. I mean, it wasn't that, oh, uh, 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 oh Johnny's got a job. Well, yeah, Johnny, James, uh, Joyce, uh, we all had jobs, whether it was packing uh, uh, bags in, a, in, in an AMP or I, I worked in a, an ice cream parlor with, that was pretty big uh, and it was owned by two women. And uh, 
they they used to say, well, you're a soda jerk. And we used to say, well, not really, Thelma. We're sweet water chemists. <laughs> and, and we were only like 16. And we knew enough that uh, we have to have pride in our work. But we also knew that uh, we had a sense of humor. And that sense of humor and and the work ethic that was built by our families in us, all of us, uh, from the, uh, most of our parents and everything went through uh, the depression. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, consequently, after that, subsequently, they went to, uh, they went to war. So uh, we, we were the product of people who sacrificed for every generation. Uh, and you know, the value of a dollar uh, has to be taught really early in life. Really early in life, you know. I remember reading a, an article years ago, and it was a, a study by two two high school students. Both had the same grade point average and whatever. One went to college, and the other went into the trades. And uh, the fellow that went into the trades, he had a positive cash flow from the day he graduated from high school. The yeah. the, the boy that went into college, you know, he he was in debt for four years. So he didn't have a positive cash flow for four years. That fellow who went into the, uh, into the trades had a positive cash flow for four years. I mean, he was way ahead of the game. And we, when we look at it now, my, I have uh, uh, two children that both graduated from college, but, but uh, we were able to get them through college by our own financial planning that, that we took on early. And that was from our, our, our work ethic built by our, our parents and, and grandparents and uncles and aunts. And uh, yet we knew what they sacrificed in order for, to, to make us successful. And uh, our children, uh, you, you know, they made good choices when they went to college. They were able to uh, come out and they knew they had a competitive career span so they could actually get a job. Yeah. Uh, for somebody to come out of high school now, and if they're ill-prepared and, and they make bad choices and they never ask uh, the, the college administrator or, or the guidance counselor in high school is what, what is my perspective? What is my uh, uh, opportunities if I choose this major when I come out? What kind of a, a salary uh, can I, can I yeah. get? Uh, if they don't make good decisions like that, then uh, it, it's, it's difficult. Uh, I think that uh, most of the people that, uh, that I come in contact here, uh, they, they have made good choices in, in life. And, and now we, we're here, but let me tell you, when, when, you're, when you're young, uh, you're eager, you're, you're working, uh, but you make good choices. Uh, I was a New York City firefighter for 27 years. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and you know, uh, I had many jobs uh, working on the side, doing th different things, but my work ethic was such that I was able to, uh, to, to make sure that my family had the little bit extras, were able to go to vacations. And that was all pre-planning. And it certainly was not all on me because my wife is my partner and uh, my, she's really the boss. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm the factory worker and she's the foreman. Uh, but together we're a good partner. And I, I, I kind of just uh, I think that uh, everybody I come in contact in dragon boating, we have plenty of husbands and wives. And uh, we're all kind of uh, uh, with the same uh, kind of uh, philosophy. And, uh, and it, 
it's always the fact that we're always kind of working for others so that if we prepare ourselves during our time that our earning power is the best yeah then we're able to be we're able to enjoy life through others our children we're able to say look don't worry about that uh, maybe we can help you out and, and that takes pre-planning i mean you you have to really do that uh, with most of the guys that i know they're workaholics uh, and, and uh, but, but their partners in life, their wives, they're the ones that are the movers and shakers say, okay, do this. Yeah, but we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, when we retire, uh, we say, ooh, we're in pretty good shape. You know, yeah. you're in pretty good shape. That, that makes uh, the bumps in the road. They don't become Mount Everest. <laughs> and and I, I can tell you that all the people that I know and that I've known in dragon boating, the athletes that I know, uh, they are exceptional people. And, and uh, the nurses, the we have doctors, we have engineers, we have policemen, we have financial uh, fellows, we have everybody. But let me tell you, when you get older, I'm 83, and I, I've started in dragon boating in the D division. And when I look at the sport, and they're reluctant to recognize the D division. <laughs> I write the SRDBA, I said, I won a national championship in the villages and I was in the D division when I started. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, let me ask you this just before I forget, where, um, where did you work for the New York Fire Department? Where were you? Well, I, was, uh, I, I worked in almost every uh, borough when I got promoted, but I, I spent most of my time in uh, in uh, Brooklyn. Okay. I was born in Brooklyn and grew up on Staten Island. Where in Brooklyn? Uh, Bushwick. Yeah, sure. I worked there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I was born in, uh, in uh, my wife and I were born in, in, in Brooklyn. And uh, I love saying that because when we grew up, we were very cosmopolitan. We, we, were, we were surrounded by the United Nations. I mean, we, yes. we work side by side with every nationality, every religion, and it was like commonplace. There, I, I played ball for the CYO, and mm -hmm. we played in the parade grounds, and we just got a, got a ball. When, when we played in the parks, we didn't even have a ball. We yeah. went to the park department, went to the parky and said, look, I need a basketball to play. And we'd go over there and play uh, until our hands were sore. And then we'd go to the corner and to the candy store, we'd get a devil dog and a Coke and sit on the, on the curb and shoot the breeze for, for like uh, an hour and then go back and play some more. But it wasn't so much money, money, money at that time. So we were able to enjoy the sport. I played uh, ball on the, on the fields with Joe Torre, Rico Petroselli. Uh, you know, I'm talking about guys that, that uh, excelled in college and, and then in the pros. And we weren't paying uh, like all kinds of money for coaches and right. uh, what have yeah. you like they do today. So <laughs> it was a different way of life. And uh, I think that that way of life kind of built us to be great athletes 
as we got older. So now there's so many people that are, uh, that when we hit those bumps in the road, I have, I've had prostate cancer, lung cancer, I've had multiple melanomas, but we are blessed. We are blessed here in the villages by to have Shans, Dr. Shans and Moffitt, and they, they take care of us. Uh, the uh, Village Dermatology is another one of our sponsors along with, uh, with you. And when, when people uh, sponsor our team, uh, they have to, they realize that all our races are philanthropic. Yeah. So whatever race we go in, there could be 20 teams there, but there'll be one charity that they'll take center stage. That's right. So, so it costs us maybe $1,000 to put a team uh, on the water. And, and that, that's what we do. We do it to draw attention to the, uh, the charities that are around. And, uh, and most of them are, are uh, local-based charities. And you see the rewards of your hard work. Uh, and we love to work with kids. Uh, we do that all the time. And, you know, we have breast cancer survival boats. It, it, it's just a sport uh, that's seniors. It, it, it's unbelievable. It is. So anybody's listening to this and they would want to find out more information about um, joining the team. They could be first time dragon boaters. They could be experienced athletes. Doesn't matter. How could they find out more information? You have a website now? Yes, we have a, we have a website. It's uh, leathernecwarriordragonboatteam.com or sparta70dragonboatteam.com. Whenever okay. I speak to people uh, about uh, uh, dragon boating, they, uh, uh, and I think a lot of sports in the villages uh, as seniors uh, have the same uh, issue. And they say, oh, it's too much of a commitment. So I tell them there is no commitment and they step back and they say, what do you mean? And I said, there was no commitment. We practice three days a week. We are the finest people on the face of the earth. We're <laughs> older and we are the best. And if you come down and you don't like what we, what we're, our product, then you go home. I Maybe. have never had anybody go home. These people are gifts. They're gifts to a coach. They're just absolutely wonderful. Well, what a great pitch. Um, I'll make a pitch of my own, Bob. If uh, anyone is listening and they're not familiar with Elliot Wealth Management and you'd like more information, love for you to check out our website, elliotwealth.com. And if you are a dragon boater or a wannabe dragon boater, uh, you could sign up for a complimentary consultation if you wanted to talk to us about not so much your uh, workout athletic uh, exercise plan, but your financial planning, uh, complimentary consultation, talk to you about your goals, your objectives, how we might be able to help. So Bob, thanks for taking time. It was a great conversation. I'll be back uh, with my listeners on the next episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. Thanks for listening today. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of SagePoint Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. 
Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through SagePoint Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial.